is Deserter. The podcast that plants in your mind the possibility of holding down 16 jobs simultaneously without actually doing any work in any of them. And then calling in sick. I'm the Dulwich Raider. And I'm Dirty South. And we've dedicated our life to doing fuck all. And now we aim through the exhausting, arduous and never fucking ending production of this podcast to help others tread this noble path. Indeed. In today's episode, cocking about in Devon and Wales. All the news, as long as it's about pubs, crisps and skiving. Some dossers to celebrate, some social media to titillate. But first, a pub. Finally. Yeah, it's pub quiz one. Um, well, for background, today we find ourselves in Tulse Hill, mm-hmm. once home to Julian Cope of Teardrop Explodes, Mick Jones of The Clash, and if you remember, Half-Life's mate, Strange Martin, who kept a, a horse in his kitchen. <laughs> uh, what can we say about this uh, pub, Benny? Well, um, it has plants for lunch. It, yes, that's right. I read it's plant-powered. London's only plant-powered pub. Is that right? That's what they say. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, what I they say themselves. Just the menu. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, got a massive garden with huts. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything else to say about it without giving it away. It away. It's quite near the station. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? I've given it away now. Giving it away now. For one English pint, where in the world are we in Tulse Hill? Okay, and we landed, of course, I'm sure everyone's uh, ready to take a sip of their first pint, what they've won, in the Railway Tavern. Mm. Is it still called the Railway Tavern or is it just called the Railway? I think it's just the Railway now, yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, en route have taken over the restaurant here, uh, which is the plant-poweredness we referred to yeah a fully vegetarian menu yeah. including the full english yeah which has avocado and plantain in yeah um yeah i think a lot of it is kind of indian uh inspired yes it? so it's probably quite tasty i would imagine yeah and um probably we'll be mentioning desi pubs later on won't we but then mm. here's another example of uh, indian cuisine available in a pub yeah <laughs> um congratulations if you've got that uh, what have we been up to? Yeah, what the fuck have you been up to? Well, our uh, friend, the fixer, oh, yeah. has got a new job. Oh, He's yeah. looking after Southern Water or someone like that. Oh. And um, he's took me down to accompany him on a recce mm-hmm. to the southwest to gauge the level of the problem. He texted me, bring your wellies, we might be shoveling shit off the beach. Good grief. <laughs> but in reality, we got caught up in the massive storm that flooded Exeter Airport. I don't know if you saw the pictures. No. Um, the airport was underwater. Not just the outside, the inside. God, under a foot it of water. Yes. Because <laughs> it's so freaking far away. Um, and the weather warning from the next day said, do not go outside due to danger of death. Oh. So we took that as a sign to uh, sleep in the hotel room until noon and then take the opportunity to explore the pubs of Exmouth, mm. which were all very good. The Bicton, the Grapevine, and Spoken were all great. Um, but perhaps the most memorable bit of the trip was the train being cancelled on the way back. Um, again, you know, storm issues. Yeah. Um, but the next one had Pullman Dining, a Pullman Dining carriage. Oh. One of only 
two left in regular service wow. in the UK. So for 30 quid, you could uh, dine in first class, thereby upgrading to first class, and lounge about there all afternoon drinking their port. Fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. And because of the cancellation, <laughs> we got the price of the train ticket back, so it was all free. Uh, uh. But yeah, I highly recommend uh, the... Uh, Pullman Dining mm. on uh, the, the train to uh, Exeter. Yeah. The other one goes to Wales, mm. uh, which is an interesting segue yes, into where nice. you've been. You went abroad, didn't you? I did, yeah. Overseas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I had a weekend in Cardiff. I see my lovely niece um, and also the cricket at Sophia Gardens. Uh, and yeah, what a glorious way to spend a day that is sitting in the sunshine with a cold beer, watching grown men hit a ball with a bit of wood. <laughs> um, and yes, Cardiff was very nice, uh, quite a leafy city. Um, I went to the oldest record shop in the world. Oh. If you were to Google the oldest record shop in the world, You'd get Spellers Records in Cardiff, which oh. was opened in 1894. Blimey. Can you believe that? That's before they had record players. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, mad. <laughs> um, also went to the Tiny Rebel Pub, of course. Nice. Um, yeah, they don't brew there. They brew in Newport, where they've got a nice pub. And pretty decent Sunday roast as well. Mm. And the thing that impressed me about that was that on the menu you could order extra roasties mm. or extra pigs in blankets mm. and this is the sort of in simple innovation that I'd like to see more of give me more roasties hold the parsnips this this podcast is in danger of turning into a sort of old geezers eating podcast <laughs> <laughs> sort of about yeah. lunches and yeah. mind you roast potatoes we've always been talking about roast potatoes we've got a whole fucking chapter on them in the book haven't we yeah um, and also, what else have I done? I, I, um, as you know, I did the uh, Desi Pub's uh, Q&A with uh, David um, Oh, Jason yes, Darson. you reprised your uh, appearance at the Shirkers. Yes, I did. Yeah. I did pretty much the same thing at yeah. um, the Green Goddess yeah. in Blackheath. And um, so I was sort of at the back with the microphone with, with David. And um, Shouldn't you be at the front? <laughs> <laughs> that's the door okay. so um, uh, yeah in came um, Guarev the uh, guy who runs the Glad uh, mm. one of the two people who run the Glad uh, with a load of gr really great mm. food mm. and uh, you know I thanked him for, for bringing that and uh, he said um, yes yeah, a really nice place you got here oh and you've got a new pub I've got a new pub I've got yeah. another pub I'm yeah. a walking pub co oh, yeah you've got a new <laughs> book as well because um, Ben at the Shirkers overheard two people discussing Desi pubs Mm. written by you and I oh <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he heard them saying it's not as funny as their one on South London <laughs> <laughs> so just by association we're knocking out these pubs and books aren't we aren't we yeah busy 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 <laughs> <laughs> what else have been doing oh I went to um an amazing concert that Cycler alerted me to. Um, a concert by Celestial Strings Quartet, at which they were playing a selection of music from the Zelda games from 1986 to the present day. Niche. By candlelight mm -hmm. at the Glaziers Hall, next to the river, London Bridge. Quite a sensational mm -hmm. sitting. And I managed to persuade Mrs. Rader to come along. Did you? Yeah. 
Huh? Actually, she she recognised a lot of the tunes. Did just she? From yeah. The playing in the other room. Yes. Yeah. And um, you know, I got in the mood with an edible, as you do, <laughs> mm. and uh, they were serving a nice red wine. There, we got a glass of red wine. I went back for another, and um, he said, you, "Are you sure you don't want uh, a bottle?" I was like, "A bottle, you say? <laughs> yeah, we can have a bottle. We we'll do it by the bottle as well." I said, well, "How?" How are we going to do that when you've just poured a glass? He's well, it's easy. I'll keep the glass and you take the bottle. Thank you very much. Two glasses, please. And uh, he looked a bit mystified or concerned. Uh, mm. Anyway, I touched his arm and just said, that's really very thoughtful. Thank you very much. And um, went back to the seat. It was only on, um, on the bus home I realised I hadn't paid for it. Ah! <laughs> and I basically bamboozled this poor young man simply by being stoned and old. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, well done. Yeah, um, felt a bit guilty about it. Oh, I will go up and pay them back, of course. Um, yeah, but that was a nice little uh, uh, evening out, mm -hmm. romantic candlelit music night out. And um, also had a pink and blue Saturday. Can you guess what I was up to? Did you go to Dulwich Hamlet? No. Ooh. You would have thought so. If I say Pink and Blue Saturday, you would think Dulwich Hamlet, wouldn't you? I would. You I did. Oh, bloody didn't. Oh. I, I wasn't. I had two colour-themed parties on the same day. Mm. One pink, one blue. Uh, first was my daughter's birthday, a barbecue. All right. Um, and it was themed pink. Mm -hmm. I wore my tutu. Uh, <laughs> and a much more genteel affair than I recall when they were 16. Mm. I don't even remember that one. That was the one I banned drugs at, <laughs> which is a terrible mistake. Yes. Because one hour in, all I wanted was a spliff and a Valium at the back of the garden. Mm. Um, and everyone was pa absolutely paralytic. There was one lad, Corey, who's a lovely lad, very mm. polite. He came in, hello, Mr. G, nice to see you again. Thanks for having us. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, 25 minutes later, he was being sick into a flower pot. <laughs> 25 minutes! Wow, that's it. I don't know how they do it. Mm. Anyway, this time they were all bringing watermelon salads, darling, and drinking mm. Prosecco, so it was a much more genteel affair. Oh. And, um, and then on to the Elegist's Blue Night at the old library in the old Kent Road. Um, oh. oh, I thought it was in New Cross. The old oh. library in New Cross. It is New Cross Road, sorry, yeah, it's New Cross oh, Road. Okay. I beg your pardon. Mm. Um, it becomes a New Cross Road, doesn't it, at some specified point um, yeah uh, which is a good night uh, this 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 one was um, sort of an eclectic mix of poetry and, and music all oh, right um, it's got a lovely secret garden out back there have you been mm. there I haven't no yeah, no it's really lovely and um, a few people playing unfortunately I missed Regina's recital but I saw Dan or Chasey who's oh. um, of the glad he used to run the glad yes before it was a Desi pub, uh, yes. now in the band Moon Dusty, and he was playing. Uh, and yes, <laughs> absolutely wonderful night in a wonderful venue. Congratulations mm. to the Elegists and all who sail in her. The news. The news. 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 The news. News. What have we got? <laughs> Pubs opening and closing. Yeah, pubs opening and closing. Uh, okay, good news. A mm -hmm. couple of good news is uh, Eco Brewery is opening in Peckham. A brewery and a tap room. 
tap great, room. Great. Uh, and they make beer using traditional African brewing techniques and recipes. Mm, yeah. I've had some of their beer. Have you? Yeah. I was going to say, I haven't had it. I don't really know what that means. Yeah, I had some kind of west coast of coast of Africa pale ale. Okay. It was very nice with yeah. African hops. Wow. Mm. Okay. Uh, so keep an eye out that. That is opening in October. That's great. We don't know quite where in Peckham yet, do we? Or do we? No. No. Okay. Uh, didn't look it up. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I just didn't see it announced. So I looked like it might be in an arch or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's not been actually. Good. Announced. I look forward to that. Yeah. And then um, another opening or reopening is the Job Centre. Right, Deptford, which yeah. has been closed for refurb yeah. over the summer, hasn't it? Yeah, they are reopening. Well, they're keeping their initials, but they're changing their name. <laughs> they're <laughs> yes. reopening as Jam Circus Deptford. Right, that's an, an odd choice, I think. Yes. I mean, I can see why. You know, the Job Centre is not not everyone loved the name Job Centre, did they? And mm. Um, and the pub's been sort of up and down a bit, hasn't it? So I can see why they might want to sort of redo things. Yeah. But Jam Circus is that's the pub in in Crofton Park, isn't it? Oh, it was. I'm not sure it's still going. Oh, is it? but yeah, it's it's not like oh, that's a brilliant name for a pub. Let's call call all our pubs Jam Circus. Yeah. Odd, yeah job centre. They do make some odd odd decisions. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, I'm glad it's reopening. Yeah. Uh, so that is coming back, maybe with some circus themed. Jam. <laughs> Certainly some <laughs> circus themed stuff, I suspect, because there's lots of like clowns and roundabouts on their social media. Okay, all right. Um, and so then you had some sad lots news. Of good news. Yeah. Yes, the Fellowship, Fellowship Inn in uh, Bellingham is closing this Sunday, the 1st of October. Mm. Closing its, I think that's its last day. Uh, they've just been struggling, I think. Inflation's hit them hard mm. and their customers. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's only been open about a year or so, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. it shut during COVID, was it? I think so. Yeah. It's you know, it's a historic old pub, and you know, it's the only one for bloody miles, as I recall. Yeah. Um, nothing else in Bellingham. No, that's a bit of a shame. Hmm. Um, okay, that's it for pubs opening and closing. What about more general beer and pub news? Um, I saw an item about price surging. Yes. You may have come across price surging in your Uber, or like for you, for example, in your private jet. <laughs> uh, but um, this is uh, the idea of putting up pub prices at busy mm. times. Yeah. Uh, not just an idea, the Stonegate, Stonegate Group uh, is actually doing it. Yeah, and their, their, their rationale is that they need more staff to pour the drinks that make their profits. Um, yeah. But also staff on the door. Um, yeah. I mean, my view is, don't put staff on the door. I you can, have I, to. I can do doors. <laughs> Unfortunately, you have to if you open after one o'clock. If you open after one o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm grateful they do put staff on the door because it tells me I don't, that's a pub I don't want to go in. That's not necessarily true because if you open till one o'clock, for example, in the Lewisham licensing area, if you open till one o'clock. Um, or I believe one thirty. You have to have someone on the door from nine o'clock. Right. So you have to have it all the, all the way through the night. Mm. So you know any pub that's open after one thirty in Lewisham, mm. the whole borough mm. will have to have staff on the door. So even like you, you find your um, 
your fox, yeah, the fox and, and Firkin. Yeah. That they 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 have staff on the door. They have yeah. to. Okay. Would you have a problem with paying twenty p more on uh, busy times? Yes. You would. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. I, I'm well, I wouldn't notice. But <laughs> well, I mean, we're never there on Friday and Saturday nights, are we? But no. uh, yes, you wouldn't notice. Just tap and go, don't mm. you? I don't particularly have a problem. I think the answer is just go on Monday afternoon, isn't it? That's what we've been saying for yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't see it. It's only like twenty p a pint, but yeah, okay, it could be the thin end of the wedge, I suppose. I mean, it's expensive enough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, my next item, what I spotted, was: uh, Does a big head make your beer taste better? Do you like a big head? <laughs> um, that's, it's an interesting question because I've, I've, uh, I need some head. Yes. Uh, and I'm, you don't want it to look completely flat, do you? No, but not like sort of German pints and Czech pints, where you know you have uh, several inches of foam yes. to get through. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it works there, doesn't it? I mean, you had it does work there. Yeah, you had some Delicious. German customers at, at yeah. the Shirkers, and yeah. by the time he'd walked back to his table, he'd spilt half <laughs> of his pint because he couldn't understand why there wasn't three inches of, of foam <laughs> on it. Um, well, it's been proved once and for all that it does, um, in according to an in-depth piece in the Daily Star. Oh yes, I yeah. saw the headline. Yeah. yeah, the headline was, do you want a flake in that, love? <laughs> and uh, the piece goes on to state, a big frothy head on your pint has been proved to make it taste better, according to boffins in Japan with nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> one for journalism school, that one, I think. <laughs> Absolutely priceless. What's going on at the Shirkers? Shirkers, well, Meg's gone. That's sad. Uh, we had a big party to say cheerio to her but um, yeah that's sad she was l lovely and much missed of course yeah uh, in better news I think we're allowed to say now that we've um, landed a spot in the new good beer guide great 2024 Congratulations. yeah um, I c could have read the entry out but um, I don't think it's particularly madly interesting okay but yeah uh, that should get some uh, Gets on the beer maps of the world, the tickers yeah. for the yeah. tickers, and then um, perhaps the other thing to mention is we've got our version of Oktoberfest coming up at the weekend called October Rest. <laughs> <laughs> Six amazing German style beers and a good sit down, mm. absolutely sensational. That starts at 3 pm Friday uh, with some Wurst and pretzel snacks, right? Okay. Yeah. That's a Shirkers update. Um, got anything? Yes. Uh, you recall the Kidbrook Beer Festival at oh. uh, Charlton Park. Yeah. Um, rugby ground. Well, it's not going to be there anymore. Mm. It's going to be at Champion Hill. Oh, back there? Yeah. That where, that's where it was before it went to uh, oh. the rugby thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're not going to call it Kidbrook Beer Festival anymore. No. Um, but it's, it's, you know, South East London cameras. Yeah. Beer festival, so yeah, going to Champion Hill. Okay, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, because we had a beer festival there, didn't we? We did, yes. Um, we had a couple. Yeah, I, I like it as a, as a venue, actually. I mean, obviously, at the, at the rugby club, you've got the lovely vista, it's all green, yeah. the hills in the distance. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's good up up in the stands as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, interesting. Mm. 
I wonder what the reason for that is. Do you know? No, I don't no. know. Actually, no, no. no. Um, would you try a lagerita, Vinny? <laughs> I've heard great <laughs> things about the lagerita. Have you? Yes, my my niece raves about them. Oh, really? Yes, she's only four. No, oh, no, no, not not. Is this the one in Cardiff? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so, Beer cocktails are all the rage, suggests right. the Guardian, slightly unconvincingly. <laughs> um, the Lagerita apparently transforms a margarita into a long drink. Mm. Uh, so you uh, get a cocktail shaker full of ice, so it's already gone wrong for me now. <laughs> add tequila, Cointreau and lime juice, shake it well, strain into a tall glass and add about 100 millilitres of whatever Mexican beer you can get your hands on. I see, yeah. Yeah. It might work in the summer, I don't know why yeah. everyone's raving about it now as we push into October but mm. or a lager spritz no uh, vermouth campari beer and a slice of orange got you all over it that has <laughs> it's probably <laughs> the lager I'm not too keen on <laughs> yeah um, I can kind of understand why you might want to improve a, fl- a flavourless lager mm. um, yeah but the sort of, sort of beers we generally seek out are very hard to improve <laughs> they are yes Mind you, we did do our blending. Remember Neckhead? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the hophead blended with neck oil, which turned out to be Con of the Bly's favourite summer drink. Yeah, yeah. That was Delicious. quite nice, wasn't it? It was nice, yeah. 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 Could be done. That's, that's Could a be proper done. beer cocktail. It is. Um, right. Crisp news. Yes, and, th- and you've done well. You've brought Emma's snacks. Emma, we've got your crisps. We forgot them last, last time out, didn't we? Um, we've got... Um, well, you had such a selection, Emma. I don't know where you got them all from, but we're going to start with actually some nuts. These are Adnam's Ghost Ship nuts. I'm out. Beer-flavoured nuts. We're just going to do a little taste because you might want to buy them at home. I know what Oh my God, they're sweet. Really? Citrus pale ale. Mm. Mm. Hauntingly good beery nuts. I think they're going a bit mad with the citrus. Mmm. They are citrusy, aren't they? Yeah, lemon oil. That's what I'm getting. Right. Yeah, it's about the third or fourth ingredient. <laughs> Peanuts is the biggest, unsurprisingly. Mmm. Yeah. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to eat them. Yeah. I know you're eating them because you don't want to eat your, your seaweed chips, <laughs> do you? We've got some... Uh, Peking duck flavoured seaweed chips from Shaw, the Scottish seaweed company. Mm. Have a seaweed. Mm. You can smell a bit of uh, Peking duck. Mm. Quite pleasant. Quite pleasant, yeah. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and um, they've got this sort of texture of. Um, like a quaver or something, aren't they? Yeah, or or, or uh, prawn cracker. Prawn cracker, yeah. Yeah. Yes, that, that, they're good. Sure, the Scottish Seaweed Company, and finally, for now, some Bulgarian bruschetta chips, slow roasted garlic flavour. Okay. They are just like bits of bruschetta. Sure they are. I think these are Bulgarian, but they're available in England because they've got a sticker on them that says 99p. <laughs> yeah. Mm, quite pleasant, aren't they? Yeah, they're pretty good. 
more like a side than a main. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Emma. Quite a subtle uh, garlic flavour. They are. I think the sea Peking duck flavoured seaweed chips are the, the winner for me. Yeah, same. But often we find we go off air, we start munching, mm. we change our mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a what, do we Have we actually got any um, other crisp news? Oh, yes. The Economist. They're not bringing out their own crisps, that are they? August organ. Mm. No, but they did have a. Um, a headline that screamed, A potato can have no finer fate than ending up as an Irish crisp. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the piece uh, went on, What is Nirvana for a potato? To be sliced and slivered and bathed in boiling oil before emerging as a French fry? To have its weight matched in butter and cream and be transformed into glorious mounds of mash? Oh, no. <laughs> so, sorry. The answer is found in a plastic bag. For a potato, there is no nobler fate than to end up in a packet of tato cheese and onion crisps. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they went on for a little bit of a history of tato. Wow. Well, of course, Emma would disagree. Y yes, she prefers. Well, she likes the ones the, nor the Northern nor Ireland tatoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which we actually more usually find this side of the Irish Sea, don't we? We do. Yeah. But nevertheless, it's good to see that someone like the economist finally catching up with it's the life-enhancing qualities of the humble crisp. Yeah, it's about time they got involved, I thought. Absolutely. Um, okay. That's maybe want some drugs. Yeah, on to drug news. <laughs> got a bumper of drug news this month. Brilliant. First laugh. was the um, drug consumption room that uh, has been opened in Glasgow. Oh, is this the one Ned sent us? Yes, it's the yeah. one Ned sent us. Thanks, yeah. Ned. So, yeah, it's a place where you can uh, have heroin or cocaine. Go on. You have to bring it, bring it yourself, actually. So oh. bring, bring your own drugs. Oh, OK. okay. Um, but, you know, under, uh, in uh, somewhere hygienic, uh, under medical supervision, with somewhere that you can relax afterwards, so some, oh. some aftercare. Yeah. And uh, what beers do they have on tap? <laughs> I mean, it's a very grown-up attitude to uh, to drugs. Yeah. Um, so, of course, the Conservatives are dead against it. <laughs> um, what else? There was, did you hear about the BA pilot who was sacked yesterday? No. Um, oh, my God, it is bumper. Yeah, he... Um, uh, but apparently he'd snorted cocaine off a topless young lady's breasts. In the cockpit? <laughs> I think it was, it was uh, like the, the the night before he's supposed to fly to London. Oh God! Um, and um, yeah, he t he was. I think he must have been bragging about it, and someone shopped him. Oh right! They, you know, they drug tested him, found the coke, and um, sacked him. Oh! But uh, yeah, apparently you can't do that. You can't snort cocaine before flying a plane. Well, what's our position on that? Well, it's PC World Gone Mad. Absolutely. I mean, they'll be coming for our fags next. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, some cannabis news. Did I see you? Yes. Uh, so, Netherlands are having a, a cannabis trial. You know, they, they kind of rode back on Amsterdam um, being the, the sort of drug centre. You, know, you, you had to be a local to buy it from the coffee shops, didn't you? Yeah. For a little while. And you can't smoke in public. No. In public places anymore. Um, so, so, but they're doing a, a trial to make it legal throughout the country in Breda and Tilburg. 
Um, so yeah, that's if you want to be a drug tourist, that's a place to go, right? There. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but we could so, fly yeah, there with our favourite pilot. If you don't go, perhaps um, it might become legal throughout, and it won't matter where you go in Holland. In so Netherlands. play it easy for now, easy, yeah. and then it'll be available all over Holland. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah, we can take the coke plane over to uh, the coke plane to the Netherlands, have a load of weed, and try the Dutch beer that we uh, oh, yes. were keen on trying. Yes. Yes, that place isn't open yet, but will be soon, won't it? It ain't much if it ain't Dutch, or it ain't Dutch. If it ain't Dutch, it ain't worth much. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's a very um, popular saying in the states. Is it uh, to big up uh, things with Dutch heritage? But I haven't heard right. it. Right. Yeah. Just um, to uh, roll back to last month, that is a uh, Dutch-themed tap room opening in the Bermsey Beer Mile. Yeah. At the end of the month. Yeah. Um, more drug news. Yes, please. A cannabis farm has been discovered at the White Swan in Charlton. Oh, that's the one that we're supporting. It's yes, so, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that pub just goes from strength <laughs> to strength. <laughs> um, apparently, uh, according to a local, the place stinks of weed and is in a terrible state. Oh. Well, which is it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, superb. Um, that was a bumper drug news. I'm sated now. Mm. Must I'm be time now. for burger news. Burger news, <laughs> okay. I don't know, we've had burger news. We before. haven't. I mean, it was, it was called kebab news, but um, oh, yes, the it item, it wasn't about kebabs, it's about burgers. Right. So I had no choice but to change the name. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's burger news. Um, this is um, a restaurant in Toronto. Is in, is, I've got a new initiative. Fixed beers alerted us to this. Mm. Um, a burger joint in Toronto has renamed their burgers so that customers can expense them without causing suspicion. Oh, yeah. Um, so now their classic double patty cheeseburger is listed as an ergonomic aluminum laptop stand. <laughs> <laughs> their chicken burger is called Mini Dry Erase Whiteboard. <laughs> and their veggie burger is now named Wired Earphones with Mike. <laughs> I mean, I just think this is. I'm sure, we haven't had this item before. Have we? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd remember. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you recognise it, dear? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Oh. Oh, I think it's a genius idea. It is a genius. Maybe idea. maybe it was your item before and I wasn't listening. Yeah, or maybe <laughs> I meant to say it and didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you can expense these now um, through your work account. Brilliant. Which we'll have a, have a little crack on. Mm. Um, well well done, Toronto Restaurant. Mm. Didn't get the name of it, unfortunately. Um, okay, what uh, other news do we have? Um, this is news that isn't specifically about pubs, crisp, drugs or burgers. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Well, it's not often you hear about Britain leading the world these days, is it? No. 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 We've seen falling down the pecking order in so many areas. Mm. But a new study, a world study of 24 countries, has found that Britons are the least likely to say that work is important to them. Oh, hats off. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Well done, everyone. Um, and, and, or that they expect hard work will give them a better life. Nearly one-fifth of British people in the study said that work was not important in their life, the highest proportion among the 24 countries, including France, Sweden, US, Nigeria, Japan and China. World beaters! <laughs> <laughs> Top nation once again. 
Um, the study also revealed a generational difference. While most generations' opinions on whether work should always come first have remained stable, millennials, born in the early 80s to the mid-90s, have become much less likely to agree with this view. In 2009, 41% felt this way. By 2022, this had fallen to 14%, mm. where the work should come first. Yeah, yeah. So the future is bright. Yeah. yeah. What do they say about the children? They are our future. Mm. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Well, don't teach them. Let them teach us. Yeah. You know, rename the Bitter. song. Yeah. Um, and in possibly related news, uh, a new survey has revealed that UK workers are currently taking the most sick leave in more than 10 years. Come on. Stress, depression and COVID are all cited as the reasons behind the trend, oh. along with my favourite people who just can't be bothered <laughs> <laughs> and are trying to squeeze the last drops out of capitalism before being consigned to the workhouse. Hats off to all of those. Of course, we had a chapter of that in our book, didn't we? Mm -hmm. um, which I happen to have right here. Um, throwing a sickie. Yeah. Sick leave is not just a right, it is a duty, mm. you wrote. Quite I true. believe you wrote, because uh, sometimes I don't know who, who wrote which bit anymore. No. Um, there's a little paragraph on timing. Everyone knows that no one has really been sick on a Friday or Monday since the Industrial Revolution. It's obvious he's just trying to extend the weekend. So mix it up a bit. Call in on a Thursday, then take the Friday too. If you think you've been rumbled, take one extra day you don't even want, let alone need. Attack is the best form of defence. And attack. <laughs> <laughs> you like having jokes read back to you, don't you? I do, do well. yeah. <laughs> I can't deny it. And then you know, a little bit on the voice. Uh, do you have a poor you sick voice you put on when calling the boss? Well, ditch it. You're not calling your mother. So remember, it's not sympathy you're after, it's acquiescence. Pick a quiet room and speak calmly and firmly until you are granted your freedom. Do not, as the Dulwich Raider once made the mistake of doing, phone in sick from a sunny terrace overlooking the Royal Ramsgate Marina. <laughs> not when you live in South London. <laughs> Is that seagulls I can hear? Asked his boss. Seagulls? <laughs> I wish, he laughed. If only. But he knew the game was up. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, uh, what else we got? Um, Hugh Jackman's made headlines. Um, um, the Aussie actors made headlines by advocating the 85% rule. An unofficial guide to life that says its fans means we shouldn't try too hard at things. Mm. It's more important to stay relaxed, says Hugh, than attempt to operate at 100% continuously. Which is exhausting. Yeah. Uh, I, I expect mean, it is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think our response to that is, it's a good start, Hugh. Mm. A good start, 85%. Mm. I think we, we'd probably be more aiming for 30? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somewhere down there. Yeah, yeah call it 40%. Yeah. That gives you 6% in the pub. <laughs> Save the rest of trying hard for the pub, sixty percent. Mm. Uh, but yeah, interesting. We yeah, we are in a sense, little by little, going mainstream. You have people like yeah. Hugh going, you know, sacking off fifteen percent of his effort. Um, you got a Windows computer? No, no, me neither. 
for various reasons. Yes. But when you hear this, you'll never want to have one again. Okay. Um, there's a Windows hotkey, a shortcut key. Mm. If you p- press Control Shift Alt Win and L, LinkedIn opens in your default browser. <laughs> <laughs> This is an OS hotkey that cannot be turned off. Oh my god. Imagine doing that by accident. I mean, you probably couldn't, could you? But I've never heard of anything hell. quite so tragic in no, my life. No. It's a tragic hotkey. Uh, yeah, that's another reason to ditch Windows, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> you know, you, I mean, you probably need three hands to do that anyway, but just in case you do it by accident. Good grief. Uh, yeah. Stuff of nightmares. <laughs> um, I saw something on the NAP Ministry, which was. Uh, 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 an organisation founded by Tricia Hersey um, to push back on America's obsession with work and productivity. Yeah. She's just released a book called Rest is Resistance. Mm. Um, it's a call to action and manifesto for those who are sleep deprived, searching for justice and longing to be liberated from the oppressive grip of grind culture. Mm. She's like me, an inactivist. And it, yes, exactly, yes. Um, yeah, so that sounds interesting. I don't think it's going to have as many gags as uh, Shirk Western play, but it's, yeah. you know, it's in that, that field. Yeah, yeah, or Desi Pub's come to that matter. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we'd put another couple of jokes in there. <laughs> um, one last sombre note. Oh. Uh, it's September, a lot of people have commemorated um, 9-11, which of course changed everything. Um, uh, uh, especially uh, uh, Marriott Hotels wanted to mark the day. Mm. Uh, they put something in their uh, sort of dining area saying, in remembrance of those we lost on 9-11, the hotel will provide complimentary coffee and mini muffins from 8.45 to 9.15 a.m. <laughs> moving, really, isn't that it? That is very moving, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Time for another pub? Time for another pub, yes. Mm. We're not proposing to go far. No, it's very close, isn't it? Yeah. And, and we've we ha- never been there before. N- n- we have, but not in its current guise. Yes. Okay, so you know we're near you know we're at the railway we're, and we're at a pub going yeah. to a pub near there, which I believe must have been named after the um, Scottish Third Division outfit from Dumfries. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, uh, it can't be anything else. Um, it was previously known as the White Hart. Yes. Um, stop me if I'm giving too much away. If you think I'm giving too much away, and um, it's been taken over by the people who run the Prince of Peckham. That's in, right. Um, where is it again? Peckham. So it is. <laughs> um, yeah, and they've got a sort of themed uh, um, menu as well by the uh, Flygerians. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sort of Afro-Caribbean food. Right. Mm. Well, we've not filled up on crisps. Yeah. We'll try that. Okay. Right, where did we land, Vinny? We are, of course, at the Queen of the South. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know how long we've been here. It's been this year, hasn't it? A few months. Well, we've been meaning to come for months, haven't we? Because yeah. um, yes, Tom was here, living here, and we were going to come here with him. Yeah. It's been so long opening. That he moved away. <laughs> yeah, these, it does happen, doesn't it, with pubs? But yeah. what an incredible amount of work they've done you on the place. You can see why it might have been delayed opening, yeah, it's quite incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, we just met 
Darren, I think it was, behind mm. the bar. Lovely guy. Yeah. Gave us a little discount, just friendly. Yeah. Told us about how, you know, some of their trials in opening. Yeah, you can tell it's got a really nice, friendly local feel here. And also they're doing, like, works, shared workspace things. You can come here in the day and yeah. work. Yeah. yeah, like from 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah, there's been people in with laptops and stuff like that. Yeah. And we're, but we're in the karaoke room. Yes. <laughs> And there's a basement. I guess you could say we're working. Could, we're co-working. We are, yeah. And they're hoping to get uh, a roof terrace. Ah. They're waiting for planning permission on that. Wow, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So hats off to everyone at Queen of the South. We are on uh, Pint of Mondo, Dennis Popper. Yes. So it's, a, it's a version of their Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, a favourite yes. sessioner of mine. Yeah, same. I guess this is a bit more pokey, is it? A little bit, yeah, this is 5.3, uh, yeah. it's a collab with some with Hannah yeah. Montana. I don't know who that is. No, sounds like Hannah Montana. Yeah. And the guy who was in Hannah Montana was done for stealing crisps. Yeah. As we went through last episode. Yeah. We have still got memories. <laughs> to a degree. Um, okay, um, you mentioned that you had a reader's letter. Yes, uh, one Drop came in. in from David Cantrell. Telegram. Tell it by telegram, yes. Dear Deserter, thank you for your in-depth review of Greg's crisps. Mm. <laughs> for the lazy slobs like me in the audience, they're on Just Eat. <laughs> so that's tomorrow's lunch sorted. Uh, you're very welcome, David. Uh, do like to provide a service, don't we? Yeah. You're a bomb dosser. I have to say, I've got a, a couple of heavyweight nominations. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, let's see what you got. Um, my first one is Guan Yue. Mm -hmm. um, she's a Chinese woman who um, spent three years holding down 16 different corporate jobs and not showing up for any of them. Oh, that's brilliant. As referenced in our introduction. Yeah, she was apparently part of a massive, massive uh, labor fraud scheme. <laughs> but, <laughs> Uh, but she kept track of all of her hirings on a sheet of paper. Hmm. And then when she was interviewing for a new job, I like this bit, she'd post pictures from the interview in her company's work channels claiming she was meeting clients. So even <laughs> while she was scamming for more jobs, she was claiming she was working for clients. Wow, brilliant. And apparently labour fraud for this of this kind is massive in, in China. Yeah. There's about seven or 800 groups habitually taking multiple jobs for employers and then not turning up for them. Wow. Um, That's really impressive. Yeah. Uh, because when they're found out, they're not really treated as criminals. They're sort of arbitrated through employment law. Right. And in one instance, a group infiltrated a company by successfully getting a member hired in HR, mm. and then from HR... They hired all the rest. <laughs> right, yeah, that's the way to go, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It struck me um, as kind of the opposite of you in your later Flextech years, mm. um, where you showed up for your job, but you didn't actually have one. No, no, <laughs> they did ask me at one point, what, what is it you actually do? Yeah, mm. you got two years in before anyone asked that question, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then it will unravel pretty quickly. It did, yes, that's when I was made redundant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. At 19. <laughs> uh, so that's Guan Yue uh, and my second is Jens Harning you may remember Jens uh, he was the artist who um, submitted empty frames as artwork um, 
as part of a project. He got a grant mm. and he submitted empty frames. Mm. I think we've mentioned him before. I'm not sure if he's a past winner, but he's gone up a level in my view now. Okay. Because he's been told to repay the funding. <gasps> yeah. He's, um, he's a conceptual artist. Mm. Uh, he focuses on uh, uh, power and inequality. And he was commissioned in 2021 to recreate two earlier works that used scores of banknotes to represent average incomes. And he got about 60k from the government. Um, and uh, But when the staff unpacked these new works, they found two empty frames with the title Take the Money and Run. <laughs> <laughs> and he told Danish radio, uh, Jens Harning, the work is that I have taken their money. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, theft. it's not theft, it is breach of contract, and breach of contract is part of the work. <laughs> I mean, he added, I encourage other people who have working conditions as miserable as mine to do the same. If they're sitting in some shitty job and not getting paid, and are actually being asked to pay money to go to work, then grab what you can and beat it. <laughs> Hero. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I told you they were heavyweights. Yeah, yeah. You're right. But you've got one as well, haven't I've you? I've got one as well, one that may be familiar to you. Um, Lisa Remus. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? Yeah. I, I think didn't have her down as a bum darser. Well, no, I mean, she's in between jobs, I think. Okay. And um, she she came to both the Desi talks. Oh. Um, but she was late for the one at the Green Goddess <laughs> because she had an extended nap. She was <laughs> late for the pub because she was having a long nap. Oh. And it was her second nap of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that is good, isn't that it? That is good, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think she, you know, she's, she, she might win the bronze medal. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of uh, when I was away with the fixer, my alarm went off at 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> one day. And I said, oh, my alarm's going off. He said, oh, no, that's my alarm. I said, no, it's mine, because it's set for 11. He said, no, I set my alarm for 11 as well. We showed each other our phones. We both set for 11 a.m. It's tragic, isn't it? But you know, you've, you know, you've met someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so very, yeah, well-played Lisa, double nap before pub. Mm. I like Huan Ye, naturally, although it does sound like a lot of work. Mm. 16 mm. jobs simultaneously. I mean, I'm going to have to say Jens Harning. He may have won it before. Yeah, when he submitted the work, but now his explanation of the work, mm. it's level two. Mm. Yeah. What okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give it to Jens, but uh, don't invoice us. <laughs> <laughs> Jens Harning, you're a bomb dosser. So if, what's next? It's if, well, if I told you there was a scene a that scene? involved both sociability yeah, yeah and media I can't see how that can would work you, would, would, would you be interested <laughs> not off <laughs> <laughs> well you're in luck baby because it's a social media scene fantastic um, well I, I've got something here actually this was you know there's a, a national citizenship test that yes. people coming to the UK have to pass yes um, so somebody uh, Liam Bright posted one of the questions um, life in the UK, this was. Question 7 of 24. What is an important part of the UK character? Um, uh, go to the pub every Friday, 
go to university, the ability to laugh at ourselves, to have fish and chips every lunch. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, and he, um, but he um, tweeted, I love that to pass our national citizenship test, you have to agree we like to have a good laugh at ourselves or we'll fucking deport you. <laughs> yeah, madness, absolute madness. Uh, um, couple of fess holes. Oh, yeah, love a bit of fess hole. Yeah, tickled me, yeah. Um, we started putting extra food in our 12-year-old's packed lunch after he expressed upset that a couple of poor kids in his class never have enough to eat. Six months later, the lying little bastard is almost a stone heavier. <laughs> <laughs> Got to start me young. <laughs> really top work. Um, yeah, there was... Oh, where is it? Um... Should I talk amongst myself? Talk amongst yourselves for a moment, because <laughs> I've lost one of the other fist holes I was going to uh, discuss. Um, I thought I'd save this in my folder. <laughs> my special folder. Here it is. I'd love to say you looked panicked, but... I <laughs> <laughs> chilled out, man. Yeah. I said to my girlfriend that she had changed my life more than she will ever know. She became overwhelmed with emotion. I didn't have the heart to tell her it was because she showed me a shortcut on Excel, which I use daily now. <laughs> as long as it's not the LinkedIn hotkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be tragic. Um, and yeah, this one I saw on Reddit. This is a, a text conversation between two mates. Where are you? I left early. Sorry, I couldn't stay longer. Sad face. What the fuck? Where the fuck are you going? I'm going home. Are you kidding me? Come back. You're drunk. Don't worry, I called an Uber. We drank at your place. <laughs> oh. Where am I going? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, top notch. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably have, yeah. What you got? Uh, well, I thought I, I noticed the uh, the bard list of the Half Moon was doing the rounds again. Uh, oh, someone oh, yeah. retweeted Ned Bolting's retweet of us, um, which is uh, a bard list from the previous incarnation of the Half Moon yeah. that was kept by Jill, the bar manager. And um, I just thought it was nice that it's reaching a new generation <laughs> mm. of... Um, you know, these are the people that um, were not allowed into the pub, and there was an updated list kept behind the bar. I thought I just thought I'd read it out. Yeah, yeah, it's always a good one. Still barred, it begins. Jason, Adam the deaf guy, Miller, one-armed Keith, <laughs> Mickey Two Suits, <laughs> Fat Pool, Victoria Queen, oh, it's not Hoxton, <laughs> the Glaswegian, the ginger drunk twat called Angus, <laughs> Julia Tant... Dead ringer for Millie Tant from Viz. Ex-con Chav Twat. Danny Partridge, he's back and he's fat. <laughs> that blonde bitch. <laughs> Gus and his mate Mark. Crazy Linda. Rob Rowe. Tall, chavvy, fighting idiot of old. <laughs> Staring pervert. 
always comes in with a crash helmet. Short, young, balding, usually nice bloke, beard. Flat cap coke fiend, barred for threatening regulars. I remember him. <laughs> South African cadging scammer, ponytail and bad goatee. Sean, still barred, snuck in on Sunday. <laughs> and it's just, it's epic. It's it, poetry. It's, it is poetry. Yeah, someone's written a poem about it. Mm. That Unbound, who publish our books, darling, mm. uh, were going to commission a book of short stories about these characters. Yeah. I think they suddenly realised, or someone advised them, that they're all real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mickey T still drinks there. And possibly right. uh, one-armed Keith wouldn't like it. Mm. So, uh, yeah, but I, I remember Flat Coat flat cat coke fiend mm. I once um, I walked past him he said you've dropped you've dropped something mate and I said what What? he said you've dropped a rap dropped a rap <laughs> really? yeah, he said just doing it to all the locals that night and I was actually there when Sean Stillbird snuck in Sunday snuck in oh <laughs> <laughs> you're part of history much, very much the worst for wear mm-hmm. uh, yeah so that's the barred list of the old half moon in Hearn Hill congratulations to Jill wonderful uh, or not that she wrote it to, as poetry, but mm. um, well, have we reached a natural end? And think that might be it for this episode. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening, as ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fancy a spot of lunch? Yes. Maybe on a cancelled train? Yes. I might go for the ergonomic aluminum laptop stand <laughs> with the cheesy fries. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I can't say cheesy fries, can I? Because now I can't expense it. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, if we were to expense it, to whom would we send the form? I mean, that's my question. It could be me talking. Yeah. Because so I sent one to you for my travel to Chislers, didn't I? Oh, that's from you. Nothing yeah. appeared in my bank account. Well, I sent it off to Heather in Marketing. Yeah, and she sent it to me with no written on it in red marker. The whole system's corrupt. <laughs> Someone's making a mint. Uh, you know it is, don't you? Corporate deserter. Yeah, or Pompey Dunk. If it wasn't for those two, we'd get a retired by now. We are retired. So we are. Pint? Pint. <laughs>